Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Mm. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Hey, we're so excited to have John Tattersall back on as a guest today. John, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, so I'm sure a lot of you uh, are familiar with John, but uh, Georgia PGA Teacher of the Year 2014. We got Golf Magazine Top 100 Teachers. Uh, Lord, I, I don't even know how many years in a row this is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Plenty. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, good. Golf, golf. <laughs> don't care, share too many details. Mm-hmm. Um, golf Digest teacher by state list. Again, multiple years. Uh, coached uh, on, looks like, uh, I mean, every every tour that I can see on here, you've uh, you've worked on. So oh, just, the, just the ones you want to go on, put it that way. <laughs> there are some you don't want to go on, but uh, just the fun ones you want to go on for sure. Yeah. So thank, thanks again for taking some time. Um, I know the last time we spoke, I think we were uh, we were in a little bit of a golf hiatus here. We hadn't started back up yet. Uh, but since we've started at uh, where RBC Hilton Head, uh, you've been doing uh, any- uh, Colonial, Colonial oh, sorry. before yeah. that. That's mm-hmm. right, Col- yeah. in, San- in San Antonio. Oh. Yeah, have you, uh, yeah. you been traveling? Uh, or, or, or worse. Yeah, exactly. Close. Less, and less of the bourbon. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the ballpark. I'm in the ballpark. <laughs> Details. Same. Correct state. That's good. That, that's right. Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been traveling, yes. Uh, not to any of the pro tournaments yet, but... Uh, been with some collegiate players and uh, doing different stuff in uh, safe parts of the country. So I've been flying a little bit, nothing like normal, but uh, getting back to it a little bit, which is great. And uh, golf seems to be one of the games that's safe to play. So golf is actually incredibly busy with uh, people all working from home, as they say. So um, it's been, uh, been, been a good thing in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and I'm excited for this week. So it's our first major of the year. Seems weird, but yes, yeah, <laughs> I know we're we're in August, and yeah, uh, we've, yeah, it's we've like a time major. warp, exactly. Yes, and yeah. and a strange location, really, San Francisco. I'm surprised that they actually are hosting it, given all the trip was going on. They looked like they were going to bail for a while. Um, so unusual to have a tournament in August in America where the weather's going to be like it is so that's going to be an actor i think and then traditional golf course it's a great golf course so it should be a, a good test and um with what's going on in golf which i'm sure we'll talk about it's interesting kind of see who will do well on that kind of course really but uh got a few ideas but i'm terrible at picking winners so just to <laughs> put that caveat out there first of well all. We, we, we may not put you in that position but we may i don't know we'll, we'll see where we get to so it's okay yeah right, everything's game don't worry <laughs> Yeah, so we, we definitely want to pick your brain a little. So I uh, don't know if we mentioned yet or not, but uh, you're running uh, Fusion ATL, which is you know mm-hmm. from golf instructing and also physical fitness training, et cetera. So that's kind of been the big theme of the week. And then and then two of the guys that are stealing, uh, well, three, I guess now, if you want to talk about DJ, but uh, you got Brooks, Tiger, and DJ, and all three of these guys have had some, uh, you know, Tiger, obviously, he's had some career injury. Uh, but, you know, Brooks coming in with the knee and then uh, DJ, he had some trouble a couple of weeks ago. You know, he, he pulled out. So so is the weather uh, just as far as physically? Uh, what, do you, what do you what do you think they're going to be walking into there? And, and what do they do to stay to uh, to adapt to that? Well, the, the good news is uh, hydration, exercise, warm 
we match of an issue. I'm playing a major at uh, like Southern Hills a few years ago. You ran into exhaustion. You ran into all those fatigue things for every player. Uh, really, when it's potentially cool weather like it is, you're going to have the players that are A, older, or B, have injuries that they're going to more likely have some niggling issues. Uh, but honestly, the medical teams on site, uh, I mean, with their physios, um, they do a great job every week. So they're incredibly busy every week. So even though we don't hear a lot of times about players being injured, uh, there's so much of the back backroom work being done on these players every week to keep them going. Um, the, the one that might be interesting is Tiger, given the fact he's had serious, you know, major operations. Mm-hmm. Cold weather, generally speaking, isn't the best for somebody with those issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, still Tiger Woods. So mm-hmm. it's a bit of an unknown. Clearly, there's something going on there or he would have played maybe not the past week, but, but certainly in a couple of weeks leading up to this week. So um, you never know with him. I mean, he's, you know, closely shrouded as far as what's going on on with him but clearly something's not where it needs to be yeah they were asking him during his interview today he was uh kind of referencing you know he's been working on some things and he's feeling good etc and the, uh, the the guy asking the question he's like oh what have you been working on he's like yeah i'm not telling you that <laughs> no no it's the it's the, it's the master of the art of a non-interviewer tiger <laughs> over the years so an answer with a non-answer basically he's mastered that and uh and he can get away with it but uh yeah he, he's Clearly got some physio work to do. I'm sure he's been doing a lot of swing stuff, he's, but he's going to go from South Florida to 55 degrees in uh, the Bay Area, which is very, very different. Um, again, the, the good thing is he's from that part of the world. So from a probably yeah. feeling good about being home, seeing those grasses, seeing those greens, that's clearly an advantage to him. He's historically very well in California. And it's a major, so I'm sure he's got the juices flowing for that. Well, historically, he's played well at this course. So, you know, not, not yes. just to California. So, I mean, he's, he's kind of got multiple things going for him. So, um, and, and so, and I, uh, I don't know if it was Michelle, we, or Duval, one of them was making some comments. They said JT just passed him, and I guess they were kind of, you know, chatting with each other. Uh, and <laughs> JT said, you know, they said, hey, how's the ball flying? And he said, uh, about two clubs less. So, for sure. So, yeah. I mean, but, you know, if you think about it, that's probably – a good thing because I mean they already know they're not going to get the distance that they t- would typically get. So why overswing and and hurt myself because it's not there anyway, right? Yeah, but it's um, the hard thing is if is to to acclimatize really. So you're there are so many tools we can use now. We can set up the launch monitors. So before we go to these different sites, we can we can set up the launch monitor to be that humidity, that temperature, which wow. gives us a better idea. For a lot of players going from Memphis in the heat, going to Southern California, rationally you're thinking, yeah, the ball's going to fly less, blah, blah, blah. But in the back of the mind, the player's like, am I, am I swinging? Not quite right. Like the ball out there literally looks like it's hitting a wall at some point and just drops from the sky. Uh, you're at sea level and you've got high humidity and cool temperatures. Any one of those is make the ball fly shorter. You've got all three there. So, do you, um, so adjusting is a big, big deal. Do you think it was an advantage, John, for some people to maybe skip Memphis and go straight over there? I know we saw Adam Scott was practicing there all weekend. Uh, is that more of an advantage than going to Memphis? If you'd played the week before, potentially, yes. Um, for people like Scott and Tiger, they're phenomenal. But to there are very few players that can go from no tournaments 
to into a tournament and play well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I think that's been interesting with with no fans there is you've seen every leaderboard has been stacked. There's been oh, yeah. coming down to Sunday. It feels like there's been so many people that could win the tournament. So whether that's somewhat that the juices are flowing, but not quite as much, or they don't get quite the feeling of the crowds around them, I don't know. So it could it could potentially you could kind of BS yourself into thinking this is just another round of golf for my buddies and I'm just going to go play. Now, something definitely mentally has changed over the last few weeks for that to happen because every week there has been, you know, come Sunday there's been 20 people close to the lead, which rarely happens really. Um, So, no, no, I I personally, if I had a player, I'd be much more in the mode of let's play the week before, see where we are. See what's going on, and and the learning curve isn't quite as steep when you get to the next stop. Now we're just into seeing what's the difference in ball flight, what's the course setup look like, what's the game plan for the course. You're not kind of working through all the, you know, what how different it feel from practice to tournament. You've actually had some shots under the gun um, to kind of figure out how the player is actually doing. It's it's very very hard to simulate tournament conditions i mean mm-hmm. uh, I, if you can anybody out there knows how to do it i'm in because that would be a great <laughs> that would be a great thing to understand from my world and, and, and you just became even busier at that point right so <laughs> yeah yeah but that would be good busy that we, we could deal with that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Be all right. yeah yeah for sure yeah. So what? Uh, so what do you think about Brooksy, man? Is he uh, obviously there's always a chance uh, for him mm-hmm. to win? I mean, he played well last weekend. I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of the tournament. Uh, overall, I think for the tournament he played well. Uh, definitely had some challenges, which so did a lot of other people coming in on the back nine on Sunday. So, yeah, it's it, um, a major tournament suits his game in that he is a very very good ball striker. So you tend to find. Uh, when you get to a major, and I've seen some video of the rough that's out there, fairways and greens are usually, there's more of a premium on that at a major. And it looks like that is definitely going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the ability to hit uh, because of he's got speed. Now, whether he's off a little bit with the injury, but if you have speed, you have the ability to hit a driver that's not quite totally efficient, uh, meaning that you're kind of, you know, you're, scooting it out there kind of low and, and letting it cut, which is his preferred flight, but it still has plenty of speed on it. If you're someone that's trying to optimize everything, the line between optimization and being off is much closer. So he can kind of tee it down, bang on it, scoot it out there pretty darn good and find the fairways and he hits his irons a long way. So a player like that uh, generally is, is going to do pretty well. Um, and the thing with Poanya Greens, you, you, the guys are good on them, guys are not good on them, but generally speaking, it, it pisses off a lot of people on Poe Greens because you, they, they change so much during the day. So he's not known as a phenomenal putter. He's good, but he's not known as a phenomenal putter. Um, so he may not get as angry as some of the guys that rely on the putting to really play well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it, you know, uh, somebody like that I, is certainly somebody I'd look at. Uh, I'm for his chances. I'm kind of glad he didn't win this past week because yeah. I think it's unless your name's Tiger Woods, most people never win and then go the next week and win. Like if if this would have been 15 years ago and Tiger won like Justin won this past weekend, Tiger would be the clear fa- clear favorite. Uh, Justin Thomas probably isn't the clear favorite, which is shows how good Tiger was mm-hmm. at that point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's a clear favorite, but people are definitely leaning on him, uh, you know, pr- pretty heavy. And it's, you know, again, I, I think uh, what so go back two weeks ago, if, I don't, it may not have been the memorial. It may have been the uh, the charity match that they were playing. And, but uh, I mean, yeah. he, he should actually have four wins in his bag, right? I mean, he kind of gave, gave that one up. So, yeah, the the, uh, the thing with the way he played, I only saw the back nine really on Sunday. Um, again, looking at the rough, he's, he clearly didn't have control of his tee ball. Uh, and, and that's like that, that that'll find you out from this golf course if you don't. The rough in, in Memphis was bad, but it wasn't so penal that you couldn't mm-hmm. advance it close to the green. This looks like it's like, you know, you may just be chipping out in some areas, but yeah, ha- hack it out and go for your next shot, right? Go for your next shot. Yeah. And you, you can certainly do that on a few holes, but if you, if that starts occurring more than more often than not, you're not going to, you're not going to score that well doing that. So yeah. an interesting uh, setup on this course. So, cause so it's, you know, they were just looking at it. I mean, it's uh, you know, they're, everybody's saying it plays really long, but it's not playing mm-hmm. long necessarily because of the, you know, the, the actual yardage it's the elements that are really, uh, you know, leading into, you know, the course playing longer than it actually is. So uh, it, it'll be interesting. So like a Bryson DeChambeau, you know, I mean, he's got quite a few holes. I mean, what's what's he going to do, you know, on some of those? I think there's a couple drivable, one definitely drivable par four. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there's another that it's, uh, you know, it's pretty sketchy. So I, I, I guess it's just kind of depending on where he's at, you know, when he gets to that hole, right? So. Yeah, if he's got any kind of ball control, it actually plays into his advantage because if people are going to miss the fairways, I'd rather miss the fairways 50 yards further down the fairway than, <laughs> than you know. So um, if, if – and I've played there years ago and a lot of the holes, you know, I forget, it's the cypresses, I think you have those overhanging yep. trees. So as long as he can get it over those or, or the hole is straight enough where he can get it out there far enough, if you've got to – curve it and hit it as hard as he's doing is difficult mm-hmm. uh, you got to kind of play to the dog legs but if you can take it over that or to take it far enough down the hole straight and it's in the rough at some point not a big big deal so it depends on how it's set up i'm sure he's going to he's probably got out there already and they're figuring that out and they've had a topography thing going the last few weeks over there mm-hmm. so um, he's certainly interesting to watch. I mean, he's thinking about things very, very differently and, um, and obviously doing things very differently from a lot of people. Yeah. What's, uh, so what, what's your thoughts on once again, and I'm disappointed in, uh, in just the tour and the pairings. I don't know if you saw any of the featured pairings, but, uh, I've got Brooks it right and, here. Yeah. 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 Brooks and Bryson are not together again. And I'm like, one. I mean, this is such a storyline, I'm like, I don't know how they keep missing it, or is it intentional because Brooks is like, I am not getting paired with that guy. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's California. They all just want to get along. But anyway, you know, if it was uh, somewhere else, they'd uh, they'd make it a little more fun. I guess it's Lowry, Woodland, and Brooks, so it's probably the current um, major winners. So that's that's in deference to to that. Um, so the the the. What was it? The the I think it was the Open Championship for a while had the different pairings where they had fun with it, or yeah. maybe it was the U.S. Open where they had the you know like Tim Heron, Shane Lowry, and some other people together, which was you know the kind of overweight pairing and things like that. But um, uh, I don't see any funky ones here. I think the PGA are trying to really be a little PC with it. Um, but yes, I mean the 
I mean, there's so much smack going talking on between these players out there. They all have their little clicks they're into, and um, you know they they like to give the needle to most. All of them particularly like to do that. Some of them don't quite know what's going on to really understand it, but uh, but there's a lot of talking going on uh, in a fun way usually. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, even Brooks today when they were interviewing, he said, you know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break this thing down scientifically and go through all the stuff. He said, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna hit the ball hard, and I'm gonna hit greens. <laughs> yeah. So a direct yeah. shot across the bat, Dechambo, you know. So. Yeah, and and we, you know, uh, Claude Hammond's a friend of mine. We all study stats. Sure. So they're looking at stats. The question becomes, what's the best opportunity you've got for that player to be able to go and execute? So giving someone like Brooks more and more information probably doesn't help him. Like he needs to know, okay, you got to do this well. And he has thoughts and feelings that work for him and then comes down to sticking it in the ground and going and doing it. So I don't want to speak for you, but it sounds like we got a maybe on Brooks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that, uh, again, if, if you were looking at players – uh, the, the better players tend to play better in majors because it's more demanding in many elements. Um, he's long enough off the tee. He drives it well enough. Very good with the irons. Like I said, it's more of a ball striking scenario. Uh, and putting, he's very good, but not phenomenal. Uh, I think a Tony Finau, because again, he's he's got speed. He drives it well. Um, players like that, uh, I would I would see playing well. Yeah, just I don't know about a victory for Tony. He's uh, he you know, he, he's he's been addressing it ever since, right? It's just I, I, yeah. He's like I just can't go. You know, people, everybody's saying I can't close. He's like, but it's not that I'm not hitting the ball good or playing well. It's just not just can't get the W, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a random sport. You're trying to, um, you, you know, it's like um, how do you get your best chance of playing out those odds? And unfortunately, sometimes those odds fall in your favor at the right times. Sometimes they don't. Um, when we look back at how Tiger did it, he tended to be incredibly conservative with what he was doing. And um, and but you, you listen to the telecast; it sounds like he's, you know, <laughs> shooting at frisbees in a lake. But that really wasn't what he was doing. So there has to be some luck involved at some point to try and deliver the shot when you need it. Um, but but someone like a now, if he plays well, has the ability to get ahead of the field simply because he can do things a lot of players can't do but yes he hasn't closed this year but mm -hmm. I'd, I'd trade his career I'd, i'll take it right now if you're, if you're oh, yeah, you, yeah you're kidding me yeah <laughs> of yeah. course i would yeah yeah um, yeah so uh, dan and i were talking and it's you know, i think it's going to be a sunday we, we'll i think nobody uh by the turn on thursday uh, we'll, we'll know if Tiger's going to make the cut or not. I, I think this is going to be kind of straight out of the gate. Like we're, it's you know, we're going to see who's going to rise to the top in this thing. And you, you mentioned it earlier. I mean, just you know, if you look at all the T twos, T sixes. I mean, you got to go a long way down the leaderboard in some of these tournaments before you get out of uh, out of the ties. You know, right behind the winners. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's interesting pairing: Rory, Justin, and Tiger. Um, Rory. If he's driving it well uh, and Tiger doesn't start very quickly, it could be the similar scenario to like last year with um, uh, with uh, what's his name? Here we go. Sorry, how am I doing? Amnesia is great. You get to meet all new friends every week. Um, with Brooks last year, you know, at, at the uh, it was similar situations. Cool temperatures in New York. Uh, Brooks hit it phenomenally day one. Tiger was a bit questionable. 
it was over early with Tiger at that point. It was yeah. like he was kind of feeling a bit old all of a sudden. Um, they're going at 8.30 in the morning on Thursday uh, with Rory. If Rory comes out cranking on it, driving like he can do, he's still Tiger Woods, but that's still, the, you know, they, they don't want to see someone knocking it 30 yards by them and him not feeling too awesome. So all those things factor in, basically. Yeah, you think you think Rory makes it back to world number one ever? Uh, definitely, I think ever. If he, if he wants to, if he has a desire to, uh, it seems like just listening to him speak, other things are becoming more important to him. Yeah. Um, definitely the Masters. I think he, he definitely wants that. Uh, what he wants apart from that, it doesn't sound as clear anymore, honestly. He's, he's obviously got enough money in the bank. Uh, he knows that if he plays well, He's going to win. He's going to be there or thereabouts in events and have a pretty good life. Now, the difference between that and absolutely going for it is a lot sometimes. So is he is he at a point where he's like, uh, yeah, I want to work hard. I'm going to work hard. But do I want it as bad as I wanted it, whatever, 10 years ago? And he's always struck me as there's more to life than golf with him. And it yeah. seems like that is becoming more apparent. Uh, which makes him, you know, a good dude to be around. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons he's a, he's a good human. It's 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 difficult to be as good as people think these players are and be normal. Mm. It's not those two things don't go hand in hand. Yeah, as I tell true. people, no nobody gets it all. And, uh, <laughs> he's he's maybe wanting a bit of the whole, you know, good life scenario and be a phenomenal player for a long time. Right, right. So who, who do you think is more disappointed to lose uh, the number one spot? You think it was Rom or Rory? I think Rom would have probably wanted to have it for longer. I think that was, uh, you know, to ascend to that place is just unbelievable. Dave Phillips is a good friend of mine. Uh, Dave's worked with Rom for a long time. Um, you know, to, to coach a player, to be a player that gets to that level, um, I mean, I've never done it. It's got to be phenomenal. And then for it to be like, uh, okay, it's over again all of a sudden. That that could be a good thing. That could take some stress off him. Yeah. I mean, just think, Justin won this past weekend. You've got, you go to number one in the world. Now you've won a WGC. So Sunday night, you don't leave Memphis till late. There's all the press things then. Um, you land in San Fran. Now you've got to do all the press stuff again because now you're world number one. Um, he didn't hit it great come Sunday, coming down the stretch. You want to get on the course and do some work. So Rama's kind of like didn't play awesome last week. Gets there early probably. Dave, I texted with him yesterday. He's on his way up yesterday. I don't know if he was with Rama or not, but they get a chance to get there, fly under the radar a little bit, get back to doing some work. Uh, so it could be the kind of spark that some, a player like that needs. Uh, these players generally need something. Like you'd think if they get pissed off, that's a bad thing. A lot of times it's a good thing. They need that edge to, to make them want it. Um, so, so it could be a, a good thing in a lot of ways. Yeah, and unlike and Brooks, he just seems like he's always pissed off. So, <laughs> yeah, and he, and he's kind of like I think Brooks is definitely he, he you know what it, uh, he is not like this from what I can tell. But you know what's the old joke about? He's, he's a balanced personality. He's got a chip on both shoulders. I mean, right. he, he's not like that. But but he certainly has more of the athlete mindset that he's just going to try and run over you no matter what. Like he he needs that bit of you know, going into a game kind of in a football match, for instance, versus a game of golf where it's all very oh, it's civil. Like, but. Yeah, I mean, he, he's showing up 
to go to work. He's not showing up for the fluff job in the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, he's like, I want to get here and go to work. You know, yeah. I mean, Kissner is always saying it's not the hobby. You know, it's uh, this is this is their livelihood. So, uh, yeah. um, you know, so I, I uh, to finish the story on or to finish the thought on Ram, I got to spend about three hours with him last year on the range with Dave. Super nice kid. I mean, couldn't be any nicer. Like I, I get to sit there and watch him for three hours practice. And he thanks me at the end for coming. I'm like, are you, are you kidding? I just got to watch a display for <laughs> three hours. Um but his game will be one that would suit this kind of scenario. Like drives it great. Um, very, very solid iron player. So again, he'd be somebody I'd look to, to if, if you eliminate form, because that's always who knows, but just looking at what they're capable of, he definitely a player that I would, I would pick to be in contention. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, I, I like him too, man. I, I think, uh, I think he's got something there again. It's, you know, it's a lot, probably a lot of three woods and, uh, keep it in play and, you know, the rest will speak for itself. So yeah, he, uh, he can hit drive it probably straighter than a lot of people can hit a three wood. And so I'd, I would imagine he's going to send it. Um, and if you think about the way he's played this year, I mean, we don't have the open championship, but you got, in theory, you got three majors coming up. He's gotten to number one in the world. As good as he, as happy as he will be with that, at the end of 2020, if he hasn't contended or gotten close or won a major, I think he'll probably look back and go, "I, I missed a little bit." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would I would jump to another pairing if that's fair. Uh, sure, sure show, sure <laughs> show. You go where you want. Dan, you, do you want to bring you want to bring it up, Dan? No, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dan. Oh, good Lord. How does uh, – so so if you look at everybody in the featured pairings that they've listed, I think mm-hmm. every single player has a major except for one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, two, two, two. Two? Yeah. Who, who's the other Bryson. one? Bryson. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, Bryson. But then, but then you've got – but well, Bryson's got a victory. How does Ricky Fowler keep sneaking his damn way into the spotlight? He's really good. Uh, yeah, he's uh, um, uh, he he checks a lot of boxes. I think that obviously he's very very good player. Um, he's entertaining to watch. He's a good interview. Uh, he interacts with the crowds well. Um, so I think there's a lot of people pulling. For for him, um, just because he's kind of whatever he's got, he's got that kind of you know persona going on, which I Charisma. think is great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's embraced the social media stuff early on. Um, I've met him a few times. Very nice kid. Um, adrenaline junkie, which I kind of <laughs> love. Um, um, but but uh, he clearly, you know, he, he backed his way, If you and that's not meant to be a slight, but he didn't play with a lead when he won the players. He played phenomenally down the stretch and won the players, but he didn't sort of play with the heat on the whole time. Um, and, the, and you've looked at his career and kind of go, the next logical step is to win a bigger event, and he hasn't quite done it yet. And he's, would he have gotten better if Butch would have not been quite as old and not retired from full time out there? potentially. Um, but I think also he's been the, one of the downsides to being that popular. You know, you, you get all these different things on your shirt and hat. There's a price for that. They, you know, that you can't just get mm-hmm. Mercedes farmers, everything else on your body and they don't want something for it. So 
That's right. That takes time. That takes time. Now, he may be a player that says, I'm not going to be out there 12, 10 hours a day. Uh, I'm, I'm okay doing these other things. Um, you know, so again, these guys are making a heck of a lot of money. They probably look at their career of, of I can kill myself and, and make this, or I can have a good scenario, a good life, play good golf, not drive myself crazy and make this. Mm-hmm. And those two numbers are pretty darn close these days. So, yeah. Well, and, so and, who had, and at the end of the day, who had more fun, right? And, and again, I mean, just because they're good golfers, yeah. I mean, they're all competitive, I would say, but but, but there's levels yeah. of competitiveness that are, you know, like if you, if you compared, and, and not to compare, to rhetorical, but if you compared a Brooks to a Ricky, I mean, you know, I would say those guys are, you know, night and day as far as just the, the competitiveness of where they want to be and what they're going to do. Yeah, out- outwardly, I think if you um – I, I think to get good at that sport, being a singular sport, they are incredibly competi- competitive. They may just have a different outlook as far as the best way that they can play well. And and, and trying harder doesn't necessarily make you perform better. It's trying to find that, that balance. Like what's optimal for all three of us could be, could be entirely different. Uh, one of us could say, I'm going to really grind on this shot and hit it phenomenal one could hit the worst golf shot of your life because you've gotten your anxiety and your stress levels gotten up to a point. You just can't function. Um, so th- they, they're all pretty darn good at managing their own stuff, basically. Um, and from the outside looking in, you want to kind of see the guy that's going to say he's going to rip your neck out on the first tee and go do it. You know? We but, saw a um, lot of that lately, John, you know, um, with, uh, was it Travelers with Brendan Todd? This is two tournaments, not in a row, mm-hmm. but two tournaments where he was leading mm-hmm. and backed mm-hmm. off on Sunday. And then Ricky was in second place on Sunday and he, both he and Brendan both finished uh, T15 for the tournament and, you know, they didn't have a great day. How much of the swing change do you think is still in Ricky's head? Can you tell? Or uh, I know he's been working on it for a while and just you know he's going through that is that still a problem you think or is he kind of uh halfway through that how long does that change how, how long does those changes kind of take uh, in order to be like tournament ready and that he's going to go after on that sunday like that yeah uh, john tillery is a friend and i i john's a great coach i think that um you can have it phenomenal on the range and and the, like we said a minute ago you just really don't know until you get under the gun and then also in a tournament he could be hitting it great 85, 90% of the time and hit a bad shot at the wrong time. Right. And, and these courses, a lot of times are, are pretty darn close to the edge with how they're set up. And now you look like an idiot. So, um, I don't think he would get to the point he was at if he didn't feel pretty good about his swing. Um, and then you take it to another level to now you're under the gun coming down the stretch with a chance to win. And he just kind of cranks up a little bit more. Um, so I, I would say if I was if I was coaching him, I'd be more encouraged by where he is than discouraged. Mm-hmm. But as a coach, as a player, we're never really sitting around pack, patting ourselves on the back. Yeah. We're always looking at, you know, like, you know, how do, how do we look at this data as clearly as possible and, and move the ball forward? So it's, it's you're either getting better or worse, basically. So you, you, complacency, not much time for that. Um, so I would say overall, he's hitting the shots he wants to hit. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't have got close to the lead, and then he's still probably pissed off with it. Right. Yeah. Um, Brandon, I used to coach 10, 12 years ago uh, when he was at Georgia, and then when he got on the web, and then he won on the web and got on the PGA Tour. And it, it's an amazing story to see what he's done. Like he was, 
Gonzo. And mm-hmm. um, uh, when, when I was coaching him, he played in the – so it was the St. Jude at that point, I guess. Oh, yeah. And he, pl- he played with Phil the last rounds. This is probably 10 years ago at least. And um, uh, he's never hit it as far as a lot of other players – um, and he came back from that going, you know, if I can get closer to where Phil is off the tee, I can get to a top 50 player in the world. I was like, I completely agree. We need, we need more distance, but let's kind of incrementally get a little better. Um, and then I stopped coaching him. He's um, worked with a couple of other people and he really lost everything. Yeah. Um, now he's, he's amazing turnaround in what's happening. And if I don't have people watching the tournament at the Travelers, the thing that shocked me was he screwed up on like the 12th hole and he made like a seven or something like that. The Mm -hmm. thing that shocked me was not what happened around the green. It's the fact he missed the green to the right with a wedge in his hand. Mm -hmm. And he either hit a terrible shot or in his heart of hearts, he went for that pin when he probably shouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. And and again, you know, we, he missed a, he missed a pin right of the short side of himself with a wedge in his hand, which is like, you know, that's like setting yourself on fire and as a tour pro. You just don't do that. If you're going to miss it, you miss it the fat side of the green, slightly pissed off, and move on and two-putt, but not make, not yeah, make what, the score. Yeah, what, what is uh, Boo, Boo Weekly's, you know, coin phrase is, uh, you know, where do you, what, what, what do you aim for on the green? He said, I aim for the center every time because it never moves. <laughs> never moves. That's a great one. I use that a lot with the juniors at coach, yeah, because they, you know, they, we, you know, we, they get the rangefinder out. They shoot the flag and they hit whatever that club is. It's like okay, yeah, no, right. don't do that. Don't do that. Um, yeah. So that 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 surprised me. Um, somebody so what- like a Brendan for this week. I don't. I don't particularly like his chances just because you know it's how forget how long the golf course is. But it's gonna be a long golf course for a player like him this week. So you yeah. think he's hung over a little bit? If it's if it's a fair question, is he hung over a little bit from the you know the the uh, meltdown? Maybe a little harsh, but just from the the kind of way things turned out on Sunday for Brandon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, yes, there'll be disappointment there. I'm sure he's he's um, he's a tough competitor. I mean, he's a tough kid. I mean, he's not a kid anymore, but he's a tough kid. Um, it depends on how he looks at it. Like if he looks at it like I've, I've failed to win again. Um, again, a big, bigger event. So World Golf Championship is a huge deal. It's it's like more money, ranking points, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, or does he look at it going, you know what? A year ago, I was in the absolute wilderness, and and I'm, you know, I've won twice and I've contended. I've had the lead twice on Sunday in major events. So it depends on how he looks at it. I think he'll probably look at it a bit like that and still be semi pissed off on some of the other stuff that he didn't execute on. Um, The thing that surprised me was he didn't putt very well on Sunday. But again, it's like things randomize out. He putted unbelievable first three rounds. He gained nine shots putting. I mean, like, that's just amazing. How do you put that on on repeat for a tournament after tournament? You know, I mean, it's like, I don't know if you do. Yeah, no, you wouldn't be fine delta if you did that. You'd be fine (laughs) delta everywhere. Wheels up. Wheels up, at least. You might have your own at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So, uh, so what about JT coming in? I mean, we've uh, so it's kind of you know. It, so thinking about these turn, and there've been a lot of names that aren't your, uh, you know, that, that are usually not at the top. I mean, who you had Smith, Warinsky. I mean, you can just mm-hmm. keep running down the list. You know, Ber- Berger, he keeps popping up in. Yeah. And yeah. and you you got a lot of these people, and it's like literally that you know just with the with the restart and where we are. I mean, it's. I mean, last week, yes, but a lot of the the memorial. I mean, a lot of these other tournaments. I mean, it's almost like major type lineups at all of these tournaments. And you know, you mentioned yeah. it. Like they're all packed at the top of the leaderboard. Everybody, you know, it's heavy double digits. You know, uh, they're low to mid teens going into the weekend. And it's uh, you know, if you think about some of these, you know, we've had. I think more playoffs. At least I've, I haven't looked statistically, but mm-hmm. uh, but we've had a hell of a lot of playoffs in, mm-hmm. in, the, in, mm-hmm. in the since the restart, and I mean that has got to be wearing people down. So looking at JT and the way he finished, he definitely didn't. His his last nine holes were not the strongest nine holes of the tournament for sure. They did now mm-hmm. they didn't have to be because there were a lot of other people that were kind of going through that same fatigue, if you will. But uh, I wonder what that looks like coming into this thing. Is the stress going to get to you know a, a JT? Yeah, um, I, I think I think winning is tough no matter what. So you've got to have some good luck to to win. Um, I, I found that the best players I've been around, they almost have what I call amnesia from from the very selective amnesia. Um, so they're brilliant to insulate in themselves. Um, so I'd imagine they had a bit of a debrief. They've probably done some swing stuff. I'm sure his dad's out there with him. He's his swing coach. So it'll probably be just another week, honestly. Uh, but there will be some just physical fatigue from a winning what that takes out of you. And then the commitments of, you know, press and everything else. Uh, but the, and get on with their work a bit more and have a bit more fun there that, you know, moving around logistically at a major, it, it's hard work. I mean, if you're, you know, practice rounds take six hours. Uh, so they don't have that to deal with this week, uh, which is a good thing. Yeah. Do you There's know, no JT, pro- do you know JT's dad? I've met him. I don't know him. Yeah. I don't know him. I mean, yeah. he's a great story. I mean, he's a golf pro and uh, taught his son to number one in the world twice now so that's uh you know well and a hell of a job i mean it just you know for jt for his age i mean that dude is uh you know just the maturity level that he approaches things with it's just uh you know and and the the wherewithal that he has you know that you can see visibly on the golf course and also and and his attitude you know it's like he's it looks like he's well he makes it look like he's having a good time whether he is or not, he and if he's not, he's doing a damn good job of covering it up. So yeah, he's, he's done a hell of a job with him for sure. Yeah, it's interesting with with a lot of players how we used to kind of keep try and keep players calm and all the rest of it. He gets feisty and uses it almost to fire himself up, which is yeah. great. Now he clearly when he gets feisty, he has he has a way of figuring it out to where it doesn't seem to then add to three more bad shots. But he doesn't just kind of go, oh well, you know, like he's. The, the the burn is pretty hot with him, which is great, and he's figured out how to do it. Now, having your dad as a coach uh, or be that close to a coach is probably pretty good because he's obviously mature beyond his years from a golf perspective. Um, and it's it's a pretty cool story, I think, because he was in the shadows of Spieth when Spieth came out, and we were all looking at Spieth going, how the hell is this guy doing this? Hmm. And, this, is the, this is the next Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, except he didn't do anything like Tiger Woods apart from putt just as well. Right. And uh, and then Justin Thomas is just like, 
city have gone, you know, way on past him. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Again, what motivates you, you know? He probably played practice rounds with Jordan Spieth going, why is this guy kicking my ass? I hit it 30 past him. Right. I hit it closer than him, and he's beating me every week. Like, how does that happen? Well, you know? great, great segue. So does uh, is this the week that Spieth completes his uh, career uh, Grand Slam? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 in, I'm in the no camp on this one, too. I, I don't think he's there yeah. yet. So. No, he's getting closer, and um, he's he's certainly got his ball speed up from where he was, so he's done a lot of work to get, you know, he wasn't the straightest driver of the ball, but worse than that, in the modern game, he wasn't the fastest driver of the ball, too. He's increased his ball speed. I think he still has some control issues off the tee, and again, comes down to trust. It certainly seems like he's getting more comfortable with the putter again. So, um, you know, better now than he has been. It seems like the the time off that they've had, which never really happens in professional golf, he's made good use of that time. Um, back to Rory for a second. He hasn't, whatever he did, clearly hasn't transferred to performance at this point. But Spieth definitely is... If I'm coaching Spieth, I, I'm cautiously optimistic given where he looks like he's heading. So, um, so how? Well, I guess a two-part question. One is how much uh, longer is Greller on the bag? Because there, <laughs> yeah. and, and there was, some, yeah, 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 and there was some tension at, uh, well, some perceived tension. Now we don't know, and we're not with them. And, and but uh, what at the Open last year, maybe there was some little the, the pebble, yeah, yeah, yeah. pebble, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then as a coach, um, would you ever have any impact or insight into that? relationship and decision yeah um i mean look if you're if you're coaching any player and you're trying to get better or you're cadding any player and trying to get better it's it's fractured at times to say the least um so uh there's there's it's you know there's a lot of pushing back and forth going on so we just get to see it more publicly with michael on the bag um and you just got as a as a caddy you sometimes just got to stand there and take it it's a bit of an abusive relationship at times because the the player's got to get it out of his system and then get on to the next shot um and, and they've done so much good stuff together so as long as they can work through it get on with the next shot no problem it, it like every every caddy has got stories they could tell you of things that uh <laughs> you know uh, when the cameras are not on them just you, you happen to see it with them because they're such a they've had such success and yeah. jordan's such a key player that you get to see it but uh yeah there's a lot of you know anybody who's under stress and understands that you'll see a lot of this going on and if you're a coach trying to push a player to get better it's not just like hey great shot you know it's like it, there's a lot of mf going back and forth a lot of times because you're asking somebody to do something they're not they don't think at times they're capable of doing we're, we're designed to push them harder than they can get them themselves. Um, so that's not easy. And sometimes we push in the wrong direction. It doesn't go well. And, uh, you know, you know, as a coach, you know, as a caddy, it's never the player's fault. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're, they're not going to put their hand up and go, you know what? I, I, that was on me. No, no yeah. it's not happening. Uh, speaking of caddies, so we had um, so we had bones on the bag for JT last week. That was uh, conveniently worked out really well. Yeah, pretty good to be retired, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. So do you, you mm-hmm. think you think that becomes? And, and I don't know what's wrong with uh, with Jimmy. Um, 
JT's so regular. Ex- yeah, heat, heat issues, apparently. Okay. So do you think this uh, – It's you think Bones is looking to get back in the game, or do you think this is just completely a fill-in? I, I think if um, – I think if I'm Bones, I've had a pretty darn good run. If I can just jump in there now and again and get a bag like JT, that's a pretty good gig. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you kind of, it's kind of, um, you know, you you get to come in. If it goes well, awesome. If it doesn't go well, you don't have to worry about the next week and I'm not going to get paid. Uh, so he comes in. He's a bit like Cinderella story. He comes in, wins. It's great. It's got my TV gig. He's, he had 20 years with with Phil. Um, I don't even know on Sunday. I know that they didn't talk on the first tee. I don't know if Phil and Bones talked on the 18th no, grade. It, uh, it, it was a little awkward to say the little. little. So, and, and they haven't yeah. released whatever the beef is there. And, and maybe yeah. there's not one. But for yeah. you to be, I mean, for you to, I mean, that guy has been your right hand man for, you know, 20 plus years. Like, that's a little, there's something going yeah. on there that nobody wants to yeah. talk about. Yeah, they're happy with social distancing, and they didn't yeah. have to shake hands. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. That's no, yeah. good. Yeah, good. Yeah. And the, and the tour, they steered they steered clear of it. So yeah, if there's, uh, I know I we're probably going to get killed for this, but uh, you know there was something positive from the from COVID and mm. social distancing, and it was we didn't yes. have to interact with each other. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with a I was I caddied for a college kid last week at the southeast on the week before, and in the final round we were paired with an Australian kid, and they're giving us a speech about social distance I said, don't worry with English and the Australians have done that since the 1800s. So we're, <laughs> that's not a problem for us. We're fine. Nice. Well, they actually both had really good days uh, with JT winning. And then Phil became the oldest uh, person to have the highest score, the lowest, you know, ranked finish, finish yeah, second, finish second. Yeah. yeah. Um, as uh, 50. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. I mean, like, I've been around Phil a little bit. My, uh, one of my friends is a very good friend of his. Uh, I've got nothing but respect for what he does. I know he rubs a lot of players the wrong way just because he's got a wicked sense of humor. <laughs> and and, and, he, and he works the, you know, he knows how to work all the different elements around golf and what's going on. And, and a lot of players don't even know how the hell to do that. And they kind of, you know, if you don't know how to do something, generally get pissed off at the person that does know how to do it. And, um, so I've got a lot of respect for him. I've been around Bones a little bit and super nice guy from what I can tell. So, you know, 20 years working under that spotlight and uh, Bones had knee replacement surgery probably three years ago, both knees. Mm. So it's like made a bunch of money. Uh, I was at Whisper Rock in February and Bones is in the, you know, he's a member there. So clearly there aren't many caddies that are members at Whisper Rock. So he's done pretty well. <laughs> yeah, he's done, done well for himself. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, so I, you know, I don't like Rosie this week. Uh, I shouldn't. I mean, I'm just saying for the tournament. I think he's still yeah. got lots of things to work on. I think uh, I don't know where he got his counsel from with the whole uh, equipment. For, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. His, his counsel was it was green, and his well, agent said this is a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, um, Taylor may be going through a lot of stuff and um, you know if you're a, if you're that good a player you believe it's you and they can build equipment for you so on the one hand I think okay no problem um, but clearly there was something that didn't quite add up and then maybe you were just going through a bit of a lull and he changed equipment and those two things coincided yeah I don't I don't know but um, 
and he's fired Foley as well, so they've, they've separated. So you well, know, that's the thing. I mean, he's had two major overhauls in his uh, mm-hmm. changes, right, in his game, and it's kind of like going, oh, yeah, it's gonna you, you got a hole to dig yourself out of on that one, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got, yeah. I mean, you got to rebuild that whole infrastructure, right? And that that can't be easy. No, um, and Dave, uh, one of the uh, fitness guys that he works with, the, the, it's amazing the level of the stuff that they go to with things. So he's probably got a – he's a smart guy. He's probably got a very good handle on what he's doing. Um, there comes to a point with coaching people, if you believe in what you're telling them, you've told the same thing to them 9,000 times. Sure. And so he's like, I've heard everything Sean's going to tell me, and I kind of know what's going on in my body. I know where my equipment is. I, I can do this. So – yeah. Well, remains to be seen. Remains to be seen how how well he does. Um, he's got uh, Gareth Lord on the bag that used to caddy for Stenson. Uh, I know Gareth a little bit. Gareth is a great caddy. Knows golf. Could borderline coach somebody very easily. I would imagine. Um, so clearly, he feels pretty good about what he's doing. And and the thing about all that is the player has to own it. You know, they have to decide what's best for them. And it it may be obvious from our side looking in, but they've got to do what they believe is going to work best for them to perform. So, um, so back to, uh, we'll, we'll hit on the home country for a minute and, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I would like to be more pop, but we've got no Englishman in the featured lineup. When, uh, when do we see a turnaround there? <laughs> well, uh, Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick playing well. Um, Tom Lewis. Yeah. Played good this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty impressive. I mean, that, this is a whole different deal. Who else have we got? McDowell, Northern Ireland. Um, difficult at his level to play that kind of, even though he won at Pebble, but um, different scenario. Uh, Casey playing terribly. God, that um, dude is, yeah, he's looking rough, man. I, I did not expect that out of him. I mean, as good of a ball striker as he is, I, I don't know what's happened there. Costas left CBS. I guess he's not out there because Peter Costas coached him, so he's not out there. I don't know, but uh, that's the only thing I can tell has changed. Um, Matt Wallace could be a good one. Uh, Matt Wallace is a hell of a ball striker. A little volatile, but again, that's that's fun to watch a lot of times. Um, that's about it, I think. We're, uh, Hatton. We're yeah, Hatton in there, right? Uh, oh, a hat's on, yeah. Yeah, Matt, yeah Terrell. Yeah, but now he's a good one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But he's but he has uh, not been playing well since well, he, he had, came back. He had one, Hatton's had one bad tournament count. One, the last yeah. one. That's yeah. other than really that, bad. It was really bad. Okay, one. Throwing him under the bus, done. Career's over. Yeah. No, I know, but but he's always been that kind of player. He's he's kind of. When he's good, he wins. Like, he's not scared. When he gets a bit between his teeth, he'll do really well. So, um, and he's a good ball striker. A little unorthodox with his golf swing, but um, good ball striker. Um, I find him fascinating to watch. I mean, some people that don't look at him might think he's a bit, you know, he complains a lot and whines a bit, but I think he's great to watch. He's good fun to watch and, and just... Like I said, he doesn't look like he's scared, which I always admire from a player because you know they are scared. They're all oh, sure. like, yeah, they're, 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 there's a pucker factor going on and they go ahead and hit the shots. That's always impressive. Well, I think he's an adrenaline guy just like you, John. That's why you guys get along, you know? That's <laughs> it. That must be it. I yeah. like that, yeah. He's yeah. got, he's got yeah. all of those Lamborghinis and everything down there in Florida or wherever he's living, you know? He's, he's an adrenaline junkie, yep. That's good. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I can't afford Lamborghinis, but I like it. <laughs> what about my guy DJ, man? Is he going to show up a little spunk in his step this week, or is he going to be moping around the course again? 
<laughs> that's a weird one. I mean, he's gone back to work with Claude, I believe, and I don't know if he's then. I saw a video that he's back with um, uh, one of the other coaches. Uh, I, I don't know where he is with things at the moment, and, and quite honestly, not being disrespectful, DJ probably doesn't know where he is with things. I mean, it's, uh, if, if anybody can uh, not be worried about past performance, he would be in the ones that would not be worried That's about so past true. performance. I don't know if he's worried yeah. about past performance, future performance. I do. He's just kind of he's just kind of there. <laughs> just there, just like hey, we're uh, we're in California. Okay, good. Let's. <laughs> right. So like, oh, wait, where's, where's the ball? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So awesome from a performance perspective because he's not going to get too much that's going to really bother him and um it does seem like there's something maybe physically going on with him i haven't really heard of anything but uh clearly not uh you know didn't come back from the break the way i thought he would do yeah so maybe who knows little, maybe a little too much recreational time there, so you never know uh, yeah you said it not me <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all in, uh, all in good, good humor. Uh, yes, right, well, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, who, uh, who haven't we hit on? We, we ask you to come on and be a guest. So, who do you? And, and you don't have to give us a winner necessarily. Unless no, you, no, no, unless no. You want to? But who do, you, who do you like in? Uh, let's say, give it, give us a handful that we haven't talked about. I know what, a lot of these people we like in probably top tens. Uh, yeah. but, but who is not in the feature group? Who do you think is going to be sneaky good this week? Uh, Shoffley, uh, if he's on, is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, he possesses all the tools necessary to uh, win a major. Um, great ball striker, again, he's he's won. He's not scared about things. Uh, I think he'd be very, very good. Um, let's see here. Um, I mean, Kevin Kisner, uh, um, I don't know how long the golf course will play. If it plays really, really long, might be a bit of an issue, but as far as ball control for a major, he's definitely got it. And again, he he, he doesn't care about much. He's going to play his own game yep. and yep. do very very well. Um, who else would I pick? Kisner um, in uh, in Hatton over there at uh, the Rocket that last day was very entertaining to watch for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kiz is great. Um, he's uh, you know he plays old school golf, if you will. Like he's not he's not a bomber. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinks his way around uh, and hits it just really solid. I yep. mean, it's it's impressive to watch. He's he's kind of a I don't want to say a one trick pony in a dis, in a discouraging way. He has a shot that he knows he can hit, and he hits yep. it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, I prefer a lot of players to play like that versus trying to be uh, all these different things and can't do anything correctly. Um, I'd love to see Tommy Fleetwood do well. Mm-hmm. I think he's a heck yeah. of a so ball striker. Yeah. yeah. Um, great personality, heck of a ball striker, um, bit fickle with the putter, but again, he's, uh, he'd be someone I think would suit this type of, uh, type of situation. Um, outside chance, Cameron Chan, uh, you know, long hitter. Um, he's definitely progressed and won. What did he win? He won the, the fall. Uh, so definitely, yeah. you know, could come in under the radar and, and do extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how he's playing right now, but uh, Mark Leishman's really, really good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of a got very, very good player, great attitude for this type of event. And another player truly that would – you tend to get players in the PGA that – are good that come out of nowhere and win. It's mm. kind of the one of the, you know, the, the open championship 
there's there's a you know there's a certain number that seem to win that one occasion there's a weird one um but i think the pga has more first time major winners than any other major um probably because not a lot of players know the courses usually they're moving it around yeah. enough um and generally speaking it's at the end of the season where everybody's kind of got things figured out this this year a little different but you may see a first time major winner again mm-hmm. good point high probability yeah mm. Yeah, so that covers a lot. That covers a lot of play. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, I mean, look, he's got to be in. He's in the conversation for a variety of reasons now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, how, yeah. How long is it going to take for his first meltdown at the PGA? <laughs> oh, it's probably already happened. You know, with Stan Steeny, yeah. But um, yeah, he's. Um, He's wound a little tight, but again, from uh, my perspective, someone is trying to figure it all out. I find it kind of fascinating, really, to, to oh, we see do too. We what, do too. what he's looking at. Yeah, he's got to be a little annoying to deal with every day, obviously. But uh, <laughs> but from a coach's perspective, you're trying to get better. It's like, okay, let's try this. Okay, yeah, John, aren't we all? Yeah. After a period, yeah, truthfully, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. He yeah. was playing with. And if about me, what's your opinion of me? Is it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he was playing with Bubba on Sunday. I wish we could have seen more uh, airtime. Oh with my that. gosh! Yeah, that would have been yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been great to have the mics on that group. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you think about Bubba for this week? Um. Yes, uh, strong potential just hasn't shown any form recently. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's he, he, Bubba seems to be kind of maturing as a human and playing worse. Like he's not, you know. Yeah. So it's like he, he wants a refund on that. I just need a balanced <laughs> life. So there, like, uh, he's he's a better human. He's got kids. You know, yeah. he's in a better place. Yeah. He's, he's not doing as well. So yeah. does he need like, to go back to being a little crazy? You know. Yeah, it seems like the course sets up really well for him, though. Kind of the right to left. Uh, there's potentially a lot of scrambling. Kind of those crazy shots out of the rough, etc. You know. So I I can see him this kind of leaning towards. Uh, towards his game so yeah and he's got speed i think again back to the fact that the ball isn't going to fly as far um you you need to have speed like you you, the idea of just hitting it straight doesn't doesn't work because you're going to hit it crooked at some point and then you're so far back in the fairway so um reasonably straight with with speed is a good scenario Hey, John, you said you were um, working with Brendan Todd at that one point uh, trying to get him mm-hmm. longer off the tee, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's six. Yeah. He's like 6'3", right? He's a big guy. He's a big guy, yeah. He's at least 6'3", yeah. He, he's um, he, he's quite long-legged, too. So if you think of – if I have tall players, um, generally speaking, the longer the torso, uh, the better. There aren't many long hitters who have very, very long legs. Uh, just the center of gravity is high and trying to use the legs – is a bit difficult. Okay, just wondering. Like, but anyway, you, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just wondering yeah, how ahead. that went. Did you guys were you able to get the distance? And what kind? What, what kind got, of tips did you get? I got fired. I got fired. Oh right come right. on! No, you <laughs> yeah. didn't. You didn't. Uh, yeah, no, I did eventually, which happens. But um, he, I mean, he, uh, phenomenal putter, um, pretty darn straight when we were working together. But it was like he was swinging. For instance, this is like twelve years ago when we first got TrackMan. Yeah, and he was swinging about 108 miles an hour. Yeah. And at the same time, we were working with Heath Slocum, who was swinging about the same speed, but Heath hit up on it. Brendan hit down on it slightly, and the difference in distance was quite stunning. And so, you know, when you start looking at playing courses 7,000, 7,200 yards, if you're flying at 260, 
you've got such long clubs into the greens from that point forwards. It's very, very difficult, no matter how good you are, to, to keep doing that. Um, so, so we tried to um, keep what he had in a good way. And, the, and where it honestly went wrong, we got the driver better. But he was very much a kid that could smash down on a lob wedge, hit it very, very low, and hit it quite a long way. And inherently, some of the things you do to make a driver go further, you kind of trying to launch it higher. So mm. we got the driver better and lost some of the wedge. Mm. And we didn't get the driver so much better, he was willing to accept the loss of the wedge. So it was one of those deals. So it's like, you know, okay, I want to be better here, but I don't want to lose this. That's you know? a chicken so, or the egg kind of thing, right? Yeah, we, we, we got better in a lot of ways. And... Um, and the, the downside wasn't acceptable to him as where it was. Yeah. And and back to what we said with Bryson, the fact that he now the fact Bryson had won a few times gave him that cushion to be able to then go and gamble. Uh, but but he's basically gone like that with the dice on his on all his technique and and changed so much. And you know it, it, you know Ian Baker Finch is in the commentary box now because he in the early 90s, went from a major winner and tried to go hit it further, and now he's holding a microphone. So it's pretty brave to do that kind of stuff, you know? And um, so, they're, you know, they're, they're always trying to push the needle and get better at what they're doing. Cal's better at this than I am, but Cal, you and I were talking about Bryson specifically and the equipment on the approach with the irons and the wedges and the tight. He's not using the steel ones, and that that, that mm-hmm. equipment it's unique for somebody like him to be to be doing that, and then he's having some problems with consistency on that. Um, what are some of your thoughts on his choices there? Yeah, he's um, he's struggling with the wedges a little bit, relatively speaking, but it's so so not the same as Brendan. But basically, to to drive it well, you're hitting up on the ball, you're swinging incredibly fast. To wedge it well, you're not swinging incredibly fast, and you're getting a descending blow. Uh, to compound that, uh, you know, Bryson's wedges are all they're all the same length. So he's when he's playing a short wedge shot, which you know, he's got 420 yard par fours, and he's got 40 yards left. Yeah. Um, it's it's very very hard to dial back that much with a wedge that's the same length as a seven iron. So mm. it, he's probably pretty good. He's just not got the finesse of I don't know pick a pick a Mickelson type thing, you know. So the, <laughs> there 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 is there is things like Mickelson you wouldn't want him driving for you most of the time because you could be playing from who knows. But yeah, around but the greens, you like you're taking you Mickelson. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like you want Mickelson around the green. So it's very hard at any level for everybody to have everything. Yeah. I mean, the number one thing people come to me and they're like, I just want to be consistent. I'm like, w- w- you'd be the first person. Like, nobody's <laughs> consistent. You know, they're, they're, they're all inconsistent. It's like, what are the pieces that you're good at? What are the pieces we can live with? Yeah, how can, um, how can you control your misses, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, pretty much. And, and are the, are you, can you get lucky enough when you do miss it? And, um, and then also, um, we know that driving it well is is worth pursuing because it there's more strokes to be gained there than there is around the greens. Like if if you're playing well, you don't have many shots around the greens. Like like you don't need to work on a thirty yard lob shot because you don't have it very often. Yeah, um, you're putting. Yeah, you, you're putting or you're hitting just a pitch, just normal pitch. So. Uh, you know, I, I get these kids to just try and bomb it and work on a basic pitch motion. And when you're out of position, okay, you're out of position, but the vast majority of time you're going to have good things going for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, hey, let me ask you one thing, uh, John. We didn't. I know this wasn't necessarily on the schedule. Things we wanted to talk about. What do you think about Jack tearing up uh, Mirrorfield Village and kind of starting over with a lot of stuff there? <laughs> yeah, it's Augusta because he can is the answer to that. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I played there last year, um, and. Um, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what he does to it because he's got access to all of the data, where they're driving it, what clubs they're hitting, what their speeds are. Obviously, you can't build it for Bryson. Otherwise, <laughs> everybody else, else yeah. they, want, they don't want to go there. Yeah. Uh, but um, he'll probably move some of the bunkers back and, and, and crimp them in at a different area. So how do you, how do you make a player um, – play from the spots you want every other player to play from. Like, uh, I remember years ago when Duvall won at Royal Lytham, um, the way the course was designed, the way the rough was cut, they basically made it so the, the fairway ended at a certain point. So everybody had to play from the same place. So it didn't matter really how long you were, you were playing to the same spots around the golf course. So he's probably going to do some things like that just because he's a, He's ardent on this. He wants to roll the ball back. They can't keep making it longer. Um, and he's an incredibly smart man. And so he's probably going to do a few things that are going to be, how do we combat this length issue without just making it longer? Because if you if you make it longer, you punish the shorter players, it becomes even more one-dimensional. And, and then you've only got a few players who are really going to be in the fight each week. And he, he probably, I mean, the, the second week was interesting because he – grew the rough up, made the greens incredibly hard, and it was a bloodbath there on Sunday. So um, so he's probably going to do things like that that are being like pretty creative, I would imagine. It'd be interesting to see. How did you shoot? And I, I, I'm, huh? How did you play? I, I, I was doing a corporate event, so it was a bit like herding cats, but uh, <laughs> I played okay for a few holes, but uh, – uh, yeah, then it's like, uh, it's a bit like, it wasn't like Mr. Havocam, you know, like, no, over here, Mr. Havocam, it wasn't quite like that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting, but, but a great golf course. Um, and it's pretty hard. The greens are small already. I mean, they, yeah. um, I remember a quote with Payne Stewart once when he was complaining to Nicholas, Nicholas asked him how the course was and Payne's like, you got pins out here. I can't shoot at And Jack goes, who says you're supposed to shoot at the pins? <laughs> <laughs> where's that written so um so yeah it, it uh I, I i don't know what i shot to be honest with you somewhere yeah, in the fine. mid 70s but i but I, I didn't lose anybody and uh so that was a good thing there you go yeah so winning yeah yeah they invited me back so that was a good thing nice. yeah, that's a victory nice. yeah yeah well yeah. we don't we don't want to keep you all night man you've been on with us for a while um but uh, we we really appreciate your time. Uh, I don't, any, any closing comments? I've got uh, I've got a closing one. We definitely want to get you back on. Sure, and, uh, and we we would love to talk about. Um, and Dan and I were talking about this actually today. Mm-hmm. So think mm-hmm. about think about the Rickies and the DJs and the Jordans and and we, we think we've got an answer. We don't know yet. But mm-hmm. uh, why aren't these guys already building courses? So you just went through kind of the Jack synopsis of he's intelligently mm-hmm. he's smart, he's good, he knows what he wants to do. Like I, I'd like to get into a discussion if it's if you think there's some value there about why aren't why aren't Ricky Fowler building golf courses already? Yeah, I, um, it comes down to money a little bit in time, I would imagine. And do they do they have an interest in it? I think you've got to kind of appreciate architecture to really want to put your stamp on something. Personally, I think it's a very cool thing to do, to be able to take a piece of land 
and it's there now forever. Um, I would imagine if I was a Ricky or advising Ricky, it's like, what could he do that would be cool in golf that would get more of the uh, kids that like him into yeah. playing? Yeah. Like, it's a, is it a six-hole course close to a, a downtown area? Or is it something like that? Is it where there's a, a multi-use uh, sports facility with golf involved where he can do some of the action stuff, the, the X game stuff, and golf? I would imagine... If I'm advising him or just kind of what would spark his interest, the idea of someone like that doing another golf course, it's like, yeah, maybe in 20, 30 years, but like not right now. Or if you said, we got this thing where you can make a difference, bring something new to golf, bring the kind of people that love watching you to golf, that would be something I, I think would be of interest to him and would be great for golf. I mean, you know, like a, I looked at Top Golf a few years ago going, how quickly are these guys going to go broke and they're killing it. So <laughs> oh, like, trust me, they're not. Completely whiffed on that one. Yeah, exactly. So, so something like that could be pretty, I would, I would imagine something like that, uh, given that they can be more pioneers in a different area would be of interest to the, the ones you mentioned. That's actually yeah. very fascinating what you just did there. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, it's like we played. Thank the, you, Dan. So, so I was just in, uh, oh yeah, thanks Dan. Uh, I was just, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just, it in, was <laughs> I was just in South Carolina and we played Caledonia, TPC and Tidewater. And they've got mm -hmm. like these little, like these little, uh, like skateboard golf cart things that you can ride. Right. Yeah. 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 But I mean, that's like, Hey, it's like, I don't want to go to play golf, but if I can ride the motorized skateboard around the field and I just have to get out to golf every now and then, I mean, that's a pretty, yeah. That's it's, a pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. I mean, you think, I mean, you all play golf. Golf is really, really hard. And so if you tried to, um, based your enjoyment on golf or just how many good shots you hit or how often you play well, it ain't much. Um, there's a reason they sell alcohol at golf courses. So if, uh, if you could do something where you hit a good shot occasionally, ride on something without running over somebody, uh, I, I think that's a pretty good way to get around and, uh, and have some fun. Absolutely. Now, the, the Bryson golf course is going to be very interesting. I mean, number one, the scientist, what is he going <laughs> to do? And you will not find an anthill on that entire course. No, no, there'll be no, uh, no, there'll be no animals available for, uh, no, no pencils uh, and no anthills. Yeah, the way he's going, it'll only it'll be empty. They'll have no friends there. The way he's going, be, yeah. He but he will. But he will pick up the milkshake theme from Jack. He'll definitely employ the milkshake theme. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. That would be that would be like a science project with a bit of golf woven in there. That could be. That could be pretty interesting. Well, like, they're both Puma MIT guys. Him and, him, and, him and Ricky are both uh, Puma guys, so they can go in together and be a Fowler or DeChambeau golf course together. You know? Yeah, that, that – yeah, hold, don't hold your breath on that one. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah, – Puma's done a great job. They've, they've picked out guys that are a bit edgy and uh, and gone at it a different way. So from a branding perspective, I think that's that's pretty darn cool, really. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they, they own Cobra now, so they've, they've – yeah. Yep. You know, I admire them for kind of sticking their neck out a little bit and delivering. That's uh, that. You know, you know how it is in this world. That's not easy to to do that and get two guys that have kind of really moved the needle forward for them. I agree yep. with that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else to close with. Uh, John, you want to uh, you want to plug your spot, man? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, website is Tattersall Golf, and uh, on the uh, Instagram, I guess, is Tadasol Golf. So I try and put interesting stuff on there that will help 
people play better and, um, uh, and, you know, enjoy this wonderful game that we all love. So thank you for having me on again. It's rarely I get to go back twice somewhere. So this is awesome. <laughs> hey, you, you keep, keep this up and we'll make it a third time. So no, oh, wow. Uh, don't tempt me. Well, we really want to get over there to see your fusion place there in Atlanta. Yeah, Obviously we, yeah, yeah. with this COVID stuff, it's been kind of challenging for me to get into town and everything. And I know Cal still owes you that blend that we were talking about last time. Just, so. just, uh, yeah, I haven't forgotten. Don't worry. But yes. Yeah. Come on down. All yeah. right. Yeah, there's a lot of the, the you've missed the NFL guys. They were all in there training, getting ready to camp, which was pretty darn impressive. When you you talk about we talk about athletes in golf, and then we see wide receivers and running backs and doing what they do. It's like a I, I just try and not get in their way. But mm-hmm. damn good golfers. Look at uh, who wins all the time at Utah uh, at um at Reno. Uh, Romo. Fitzgerald. Oh. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and Romo's that, good. Yeah. Romo? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm coaching Ken Bazemore, who's got golf fever bad at the moment. So he's he's in the bubble at the moment, sending me videos every day. But uh, he's got serious addiction problems in a good way. I heard yeah. a bunch yeah. of the NBA players are starting to get into it, John. Now that uh, you know Curry's been out yeah. there, they're all they're all wanting to get up in the game, man. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's it's a great sport to you know you can play for life. Um, it's not going to hurt you as far as with your with your day job and. Um, it's, it's, you know, the, the, like I heard an interview recently with Charles Barkley and he's like, look, we're all incredibly competitive still, but we can't go play basketball when we're 50. We're going to break something. Right. So golf is a great outlet to be able to keep talking smack to each other mm-hmm. and, and play a sport. So, uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, what, I've got, there's a kid coming in tomorrow who uh, played at Kentucky, I think, that uh, I should know more about this, but I'm starting working with him tomorrow. So he's cool. got, again, got, uh, and, and, you know, with, with that sport, you can only work so many hours a day. So if, if you are a, a, an agent or a coach and you got a young 20 some year old making millions of dollars, if he's on the golf course, you're pretty happy. Yeah. You know, there's only so many yeah. things you can get into on the golf course. So yeah. it's, it's a great sport from that perspective too. It takes five hours, wears them out and you know where they are. It's awesome. Hey, get, let, let's, uh, let's, be, let's be honest. Uh, we all know Jordan is messaging every one of these guys saying you got a free <laughs> round at Grove 23 and it's $10,000 a hole. Show up. One, yeah, <laughs> and one, one free round and then you get to join maybe after exactly. that. So maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. We, yeah, we, maybe. We need to spread your your name around in, or, in Orlando, John, because all those guys are in that bubble in those hotels. They're they can't. Bubble, they can't yeah. do anything. Just get that. Get the uh, yeah. virtual training going on. Holy cow! Well, that, that's uh, yeah. Ken's doing it down there, so he's he's on the range every day, sending me videos. And, uh, Very yeah, cool. So he's keeping him sane, hopefully, because he said <laughs> it's a bit tough down there at the moment. Yeah. They sure. don't. They don't know what their schedule is. That's the problem. I guess it's with all this stuff going on. They're they're getting. They've got them there. So what are they going to do? They can kind of move around as necessary and uh look i'm glad that they're willing to do that i'm glad the pga tour players are back playing golf um and they're doing it safely so the tour has really done an amazing job when you think about it they're the first ones back to professional sports and so far so good so i'm i'm delighted to be involved with the game that's trying to responsibly get us going because the other option isn't isn't too enticing well, mm-hmm. successfully, responsibly, right? I mean, they're they're yeah. they're doing. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm sure that uh, that they're picked up some, you know, that the PGA's picked up some fans, but uh, but Bonahan, man, I mean, that guy has really made a name for himself 
just in, yeah. uh, in with what he's done and how he's done it. And I don't know that I've read any. I think the only negative things that I saw were coming out of uh, Hilton Head, out of the RBC. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it wasn't even about the tour. It was just about how uh, some of the players might have been doing some things, but the tour itself. Like, I haven't heard any negative feedback. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what a fantastic job, man. Yeah, that that was the thing, and that was a, the scattering report on Monahan to begin with. He's he's the kind of guy that's going to get in there and, and kind of take all the information and figure it out. He's very well respected by the players, and uh, and you know he his chin was out there. I mean, he was the first professional sport coming back to play. Yeah. Obviously, there's some things inherently with golf that makes it easier: the distance, the the fact we're in a big field. Um, but they had some of the positive tests early. Uh, some of the sports writers, who I'm sure their names have been written down somewhere, and uh, they were kind of going, "This, you know, we shouldn't be playing golf anymore." And it's like, "Come on now, they're 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 being responsible. They're not out partying. They're mm-hmm. professional athletes trying to get back to what they're they're designed to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's very few big contracts in golf, so they have to go make money, and um, and it's been great. It's really been it's really been a good thing. So, and now um, here we um, are at our first major of the year. Awesome. So right. let's hope it's a great week. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks, John. All right, bud. Thank you, Will be. Thanks for coming on, man. My Cheers. pleasure. Anytime. 